You're listening to the Real Life Truth Facts Podcast with Steven and friends. And our friend today is Ariel, who has a very spooky story he wants to share with everyone. So what's uh, what's the story? What's the spookiness? So, uh, yeah, so how does hair redo, first of all? Uh, uh, kind of like an aberration slash like physical uh, touching actual story. So like I was sleeping over with my uh, girlfriend's house at the time. Um, so it's kind of weird because like the dream felt like it was empty and black uh, right before I woke up, quote unquote. Even to this day, like I feel like I'm not exactly sure what 100% happened that night, but I felt like a, like an emptiness, kind of like a weird like something watching me in my dream, <laughs> and it felt so real. So like um, I felt like it was in like a black space. So when I decided to wake up, or at least what I think I woke up. Um, I looked down, right? I felt like there was something grabbing me in my hands or in my feet, right? I felt like hands, like big, big hands, just like a heavy, heavy weight on the bottom. I was, as I was looking up, I felt like a big, muscular, uh, how can I describe it? It didn't look, it looked like a man, but it looked more like an animal towards the top, if it makes sense. I couldn't really see, like, what that odd shape were creating. It was kind of like fluid, so like the shape was kind of moving at the same time without having like a solid structure. But I did see it had red eyes, right? So it was so like, like a, was a shadowy figure, kind of like menacing shadowy figure with red eyes? Yeah, so it was like, so some say it was the devil, but like when I describe it, but like it felt like, like there was somebody there that was like a, a shapeshifter type of thing with red eyes. So like I didn't really see horns. Like I said, it was kind of like fluid, the lines of their of their outline. But like you could feel the, the pressure just by him holding my hands or her, whatever it was. Like you, I couldn't move, right? So it was kind of like a, a, a paralysis state when I woke up, right? And um, I grew up in a Mexican household. So like we have a very, very strong uh, upbringing of like spirits and witches and various items especially because my parents came directly from Mexico they used to tell me stories about how they see witches and whatnot uh, so I never really am was scared of ghosts or anything like that so first thing I started thinking right was more like oh this, this thing's trying to like get one up on me like let me go hood so I started like cutting at it you know like, like yo motherfucker like let me go what's up like let me go see what I do, you know? Like, it started going all good on him. So, like, it felt like forever I was starting, like, cussing at it, trying to be like, yo, let me go, let me go. What the fuck, motherfucker? Like, you know? Just yeah. cussing at it, cussing at it, cussing at it. Like, so finally, like, I felt, like, slowly starting to be able to move myself again, right? And, like, mind you, it was, like, completely dark. Uh, and you know how it was, like, one of her side of the walls is, like, a complete, like, sliding door with big glass mirrors like see to the night with the moon and everything so it was like the perfect setting of everything pitch black you can see the moon outside or the light of the moon you can see the glass reflecting and then like i finally started moving the shape like dissipated right so like once i started moving like 
you feel like a sense of relief, like the air has come back to you, right? So, and like, it felt weird because it felt like it might have been a dream, might have not, but I didn't wake up after. So like, even to this day, I'm going like, I don't think I dreamt it, but I'm pretty sure some weird shit just happened, you know? But like, I thought it was funny because the first instinct was like, oh, this motherfucker's trying to fuck me up. Like, let me cut at it. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, I was all going, like, it's about to go down, I ain't going down without a fight. But, like, and then I, like, I told my girl, like, oh, did I cuss or anything? And she said she didn't hear anything. So, like, that makes me think, like, could I, was I just, like, mentally cussing at him? And, like, I thought I was screaming it, you know? I thought I was going, like, yo, like, you know, being all crazy and stuff at the middle of that night, looking like a psycho, like, probably just laying down all stiff, you know? Yeah. So, no, like, so your girlfriend uh, wasn't aware of anything that was going on when this was happening to you? No, she, she didn't even realize anything happened. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, I didn't really tell her anything until, like, after, after, because I didn't want to seem crazy, you know, because I was like, oh, this shit's pretty crazy, and she was, like, asleep. And then, like, I think it was probably a couple of months later, I was going, hey, do you remember ever me, like, screaming or anything like this? Like, by the way, I had this happen you know, I didn't want to be like crazy, like, yeah. hey, she was still asleep, and I used to be like, oh, by the way, there might have been the devil that kind of froze me up a little bit while I was sleeping next to you. Oh, well, did, so, so, what part of the, the town, what part of town, or what part of the country was this in? What, where did she live at at the time? Uh, so, at the time, uh, she was living in Corona, California, so, like, uh, closer to the Inland Empire by, like, Riverside area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I'm not exactly sure. It's like at Mesco Valley, so it's like in between the mountains. Who knows what what was there, you know? So like there's spiritually, like, like there's a lot of like um, Native American kind of folklore with uh, skinwalkers and shapeshifters and shadow figures, and that, that they could probably that could explain a little bit of it if it's like in like Native American country. Yeah, and it does, it does like what kind of reminds me too of a little bit of like the story my dad. Uh, his dad actually told us, so my dad's like from the mountain towns like in central Mexico. I guess there used to be like back in the, I believe it's the 20s, there was like a shapeshifter that used to live in the caves that used to like steal kids. And I guess the shapeshifter like ended up like somehow walking by with like the face of a dog, the body of a horse, and like the feet of man or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a super crazy story, and then like I guess the priest at the time at the church, which is church is still there, and like my grandparents' house is like literally in the middle of the hills. You have to walk like thirty feet down to go to the really close to the river, and like the river that they live by, if you walk up the cave, it's still there. That's supposedly everything happened now. Oh, but wow. I guess this priest went over there and like fought it or something and ended up dying, but they didn't ever see that aberration ever again. But supposedly they found like the dead priest there at the cave. Oh so wow! It's, like, super crazy stuff. And then um, actually like one of the stories I actually just found out too, um, which I don't know is like it's old school Mexico too, right? Like where you gotta take into account like they take laws into their own hands, especially out there into like in the middle of nowhere type of like farmland. Mm-hmm. But I guess um, on my mom's side um this lady who everybody thought she was a witch I guess back then like um, a, a bruja like a bruja yeah so like um, it's my older sister or my older aunt that my mom never met uh, so it was like before my mom even was born so before like the 1952 
So I guess um, there's this witch lady who took my aunt, and like my aunt ended up dying after they got her back from her house of uh, like some something, right? I'm not like nobody ever really knew. She just passed away after, like a couple of days after. So I guess like the town, like um, they knew like she was a witch or she practiced witchcraft or something. And then like my mom said that my grandpa and like his mom's dad, they went like you know how mom mentality. So the whole, the whole town went, and I guess they went to go like confront the witch. So it was like they were basically like a Salem witch hunt, right? So I guess they like went to her house, and supposedly they like told her like, hey, like what do you do? And supposedly she admitted to killing kids or something, and like I guess they ended up like dragging her behind something. And then ended up like uh, basically killing a lady because of a witch, right? Which is crazy to think like something yeah. like that happened. But it's like well, if the you... whole town basically gathered around and like killed somebody because they thought it was a witch, you know? Well, she admitted to like being like kind of into witchcraft and kidding, killing kids. I kind of think that's kind of a normal response to freak out a little bit. Oh, get a, yeah. Get a little bit too and, loud. Like, and like thinking about it, like. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when it was, but it had to be like maybe 30s, 40s, right? Mm-hmm. When this when this was happening, or like, so it's like super rural Mexico, which even some parts are still rural, right? There's yeah. a lot of like justice in your own hands type of thing. So like, but it just shows you like there's a lot of stories out there. Like even that story, I think I found that out about three, four years ago, yeah. and I was going like, holy shit, <laughs> my grandpa just said like he participated in some type of like a uh, Mob, mob, mob killing and shit, like what the fuck? Well, if it's like so, I I I'm Mexican too, so I grew up with a lot of the, the same kind of like Mexican folklore stories about La Llorona and all the other different like uh, oh yeah spirits that you that they have, and there's a lot of weird stuff that that can happen in in uh in Mexico. Uh, so, and you think that might have some ties with your experience? I think so. I think, um, I don't know, uh, so you know how some people, they say, like, you're succumb to, like, spirits or, like, things following you and stuff, depending on, like, uh, your families and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Supposedly, I think from what I heard is, like, uh, on my mom's side, uh, there might be, like, some sort of truth to that. Like, supposedly, I think, with some of my aunts, you see spirits or something. So, it's, like, who knows, like, if that kind of travels through the fun family, right? And, um, I don't know. It just, it feels like there's a lot of stories that come from a mom's side. And it feels like, uh, they've said before, like, they're more, I guess, sensitive to things like that, you would say. Right? Where you could feel it or see spirits or whatnot. Like, I guess some of them were more sensitive to it as quote-unquote say you know yeah are, are, is your family religious at all or are they just uh, spiritual? Yeah, they're super religious majority of them and then that kind of might play into some of like kind of like uh why they're experiencing certain uh phenomenons like that correct exactly yeah so um so the so the story basically is you saw like kind of a shadowy demon figure and he was kind of holding on to you and you're trying yeah. to get away from it, or trying to like just like scare it off. And um, did anyone else in that house kind of? Did, did you ever ask if they had any other similar experiences, or was it just kind of specific to no, you? I so I, I think um, there's uh, 
there's so, so uh, her daughter said like she always had like weird feelings over the house, right? So she kind of said, yeah, it's kind of weird. And then like I've told my experience on that end, but I don't think she's ever seen stuff like that in. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, uh, sometimes they manifest to certain people, right? I think um, it but- might be the house, right? There's a lot of houses have a lot of history. Might just be the land. Yeah, it could be like a, a combination of like your family history, the land, and what you're open to believing, and what you're like willing to kind of like accept in a spiritual way. Yeah, like, that's what I was gonna say. I think uh, I've always been like super, like, no, nah, that's not true. That's not true. Type of way, especially growing up. Like I was like, uh, my family believes in this. I'm anti what they believe type of thing right mm-hmm. so like there's always like small little instances where like uh like at our house and stuff like i would hear the doors open and like close and i know for 100 percent that i was the only one there so like i'll ignore it or even i will walk out go outside to check if anybody comes and like nobody will came and I, I would literally like hear the door close footsteps something else open and then like no and i know 100 percent sure nobody was there oh wow so you you kind of you, you were probably involved with like, some paranormal or uh, supernatural uh, experiences, but you just kind of uh, disregarded it because you didn't really believe in it. Exactly. Oh, wow. That's, that's interesting because uh, I used to be the same way until I actually had a paranormal experience on my, of my own, and now I'm like, kind of searching out to kind of get answers for my experience. You, do you feel like after this has happened to you that you were looking, you kind of have a little bit more of an open mind? Yeah, and, and yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I think, uh, I think ever since like um, that initially happened, I think I started becoming more open to it. And I think maybe because I stopped having that mentality of like, no, that's fake, like that that stuff and stuff like that. It probably made me more sensitive or more open-minded to actually experience what's going on and actually not just dismiss it automatically. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why like slowly I've been starting to become more, I guess, sensitive to different things. Like you know. Like, even, even small things where, like, sometimes you feel, as like, you walk into a room, you, like, feel, like, certain energy or presence or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, it's, I've been more in tune to things like that, even at a small little scale. As I said before, I was more like, fuck it, I'm punk rock, I don't give a fuck about the world. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> have you have you talked to, like, um, any of your family members that, that are more in tune on the spiritual side about, kind of, like, their experiences? After your... Uh, not really. I think uh, the majority I've talked to is... Uh, I'm not really too close to, like, the Mexican family that would know... Like, they spend more time in Mexico and uh, know more about that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've mostly just talked to my mom about her experiences growing up. And, like, she's told me a couple of stories, like, about uh, seeing, like, fireballs walk, going down the street late at night in Mexico, like, in her town, right? It was before, like, light. Like, her town was... Even now, like, her town, they're probably getting, like, street lights put in. But like fireballs going through, she used to live right behind a river too. So like a bunch of different stories that she's been like slowly telling me about because I've been asking, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, th- that's weird because a lot of the stories that um, my grand grandma and my my aunts would tell me are based also based kind of like near water, and like water yeah. could have like a spiritual like supernatural presence that like it harbors something that if it's either good or or bad. And that, that comes a lot from like a lot of the Mexican uh, stories from from my relatives as well. That's crazy. Yeah, it, 
interesting, right? Like, there's anything, like, um, it's something where, like, all these stories, like, that they grew up with, right? I think it's something where it's gonna get lost, and I think it's pretty cool that you're, like, telling people, right, experience and stuff, like, and at least there's some people listening to the stories, and, like you said, it might help them connect, like, you're trying to search for answers that maybe will help with your story, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I think that's super cool, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm appreciate your your you sharing your story. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't want to take take too much of your time. So, uh, what is there anything else that you kind of can remember about your experience that has affected you in a certain way? No, I think uh, the biggest thing is like how real it felt. Right? Like even like if it was just a silhouette, I felt like I saw this. Like I don't know, I felt like I saw it. Like even though I saw it like only one way, like it felt like I saw his mask. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, it felt like if I, I only saw like a two-dimensional part, basically straight ahead, but I felt like I could see like the 3D model, right, or a 360 view of the item. Like, if I felt his mask there and I felt his presence, right? Did you kind of feel like it was like, did you feel like it was kind of like encompassing the whole room? Like there's this yeah. kind of this energy and like you saw what you saw, but it was actually kind of encompassing the whole room that you were in. Exactly, like, it, you could feel his presence, right? Like, in his weight, and his power. And I don't know, like, it felt like it was a bad thing, right? And, but then, like, especially leading up to it, like, it, I felt, like, um, my dream, I felt emptiness to overwhelming, like, basically something overwhelming you and overpowering you to, like, a relief after, I guess, confronting it. So I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing. But it felt like, uh, like a certain, like, a passage, right? Like, or like an experience. Yeah. It was so weird. I, I couldn't hear, I, I've heard stories kind of like this where, like, people see it and if they don't confront it, that it kind of keeps manifesting itself. And it takes a lot of kind of, like, um, certain strength to confront it. And if you don't confront that negative energy or whatever negative spirit, that it can continue to follow you so it might that might be why you felt the relief after you confronted it yeah and like i've never I haven't really experienced that before right and I, and now that I, I remember it's like that feeling of like emptiness like even prior to that i i was having like dreams of like empty fields or empty darkness where it's just myself and all black right so now that i'm thinking about it, it's like oh i wonder if this was like leading up to this Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. Now that, now that I'm, like, speaking about it openly more, I'm like, oh, wait, I've had those feelings before in different dreams, which I haven't had, you know, since that happened. Oh, wow. And then, but then once it kind of, like, the, that all that bent-up negative energy manifested itself to actually hold you down, like, physically. Yeah. That's and crazy. Like, I just thought about it right now. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I haven't had, <laughs> haven't had those yeah, you just gave me some goosebumps, man. That was disgusting. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate the the story, and um, thanks for being on the podcast. If there's anything else yeah, you want course. to say? No. Thank you very much for having me, man. Man, that really was. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was great. Thank you, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.